Hi, my name's Gillan Williams and this is the Odin's Light Podcast. This is my roundup of 2019 and the last decade. 2019 was a year of change. I started writing this podcast with an intention to talk about films and TV series, a familiar roundup of the year in film and TV, um, and look back over the last decade as well. But as I look back over the releases of the year, I saw that I hadn't watched that many of them. Uh, that's when I realised I couldn't really discuss this year without going into some personal detail. At the end of February of this year, a truly life-changing event happened that took me out for several months, both literally and figuratively. You see, I was in a motorcycle accident, colliding with a car that very nearly killed me. Uh, I broke both my arms, fractured my back, my shoulder. I was knocked out for quite some time until the ambulance arrived. Um, they literally had to piece me back together, plating my wrist and my right arm, which was totally smashed apart and I very nearly lost it. Luckily, I survived with very little lasting effect. Um, I'm going to record another podcast in the future about going through survival. Um, but the point I'm making here is I'm fine, pretty much healed physically and mentally. Although, it stopped me. Full stop. Before the accident, I was living life at an incredible rate, working a full-time job in London as a brand manager. I live in Oxfordshire, so I was commuting um, on the motorcycle in and out every day. I was helping my partner raise the family, the six of us, so that takes a lot of work. And I was also beginning my career as a producer and somehow fitting all of this into seven days a week. After the accident, everything pretty much ground to a halt as I recovered. I must admit that I was making business calls four days later, but nothing like the pace I was going at before. Um, I couldn't help my partner with the kids. I was lucky that the company I was a brand manager for at the time, Oxford Risk, and they were very supportive and they allowed me the time I needed to get back on my feet. Over time, though, I was getting bored and I wanted to get back into work. So... We managed to shoot the main bulk of principal photography for Hosts, which is our first feature film. Um, over two weeks of night shoots in May, I still had broken bones, but I wasn't going to let it stop me. I wanted to get back out there. I'd been on my ass for, for months, and it was that was enough. It was time to get back on my feet. That was the first change. Uh, it was the shift from working part-time as a producer to starting to go full-time. Um, I also stopped working for Oxford Risk soon after that. It also made me change my approach to life. It's a cliche, I know, but I gave up riding motorbikes. It wasn't a hard decision, to be honest. The bike was in nine pieces, and there's no way that I'm going to put my family through all of that again. I still work a lot of hours, but I also have a lot more time for the family. Another change is that I got engaged my partner, Kat. Uh, we've been together for over five years now, and I'm thrilled that she said yes. Um, she's made me a very lucky man, um, so that was one of the most exciting changes of the year. All of this meant that I had a lot less time to watch films and TV. Uh, when I was laid up, to be honest, I was on some very strong painkillers and I genuinely can't remember what I was watching. Not only has 2019 been a year of change personally for my career, but it has been the time that I've changed the way I consume media. I am, without a doubt, part of the shift to online content consumption. I rarely watch a DVD anymore. Uh, I also rarely watch scheduled television either. The convenience of streaming really appeals to me, especially when you can't predict when you're going to be free to watch something. So, that's a bit of backstory. Let's go into it. My top film of the year for 2019, and I'm going to be a bit controversial here and not go for the obvious choice. Uh, my top film 2019 was Doctor Sleep, directed by Mike Flanagan, who also wrote the screenplay. It was based on the book by Stephen King. It was the most creative film I saw all year. The way that Flanagan portrayed Rose the Hat, who was uh, played by Rebecca Ferguson, 
astral projection was simply amazing. The scene where her character faces off with Abra Stone, played by uh, Kaylee Curran, who, who was a child in the scene. It was the most thrilling scene I've seen for a while. It's excellent as a standalone film. Doctor Sleep was a worthy sequel to The Shining. It pays homage to the original in a tasteful way and using parts of the first film for its own plot elements. Uh, I must admit, I didn't have high hopes for Ewan McGregor in the movie, but I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong about that. He delivers a really strong performance and he genuinely proves himself as an A-lister. It was a shame that Jack Nicholson didn't play the bartender at the Stanley Hotel. Incidentally, it was played by Henry Thomas, who was Elliot in E.T. He does a great job of uh, playing the character Jack. It does lose pace at times and I could have done with the film being about half an hour shorter. But overall, a great film, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Top TV series of the year was Fleabag. Written and starring and an excerpt produced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who has genuinely proven herself to be an outstanding talent in uh, television and film production. It, not only is this an incredibly funny show, it breaks the fourth wall in a totally new and refreshing way. The way the audience is addressed, now that's done before, but it was the way that the character The Priest, played by Andrew Scott, reacts to it that that was new. It gave the action a break in the fourth wall, some kind of meaning to the narrative. I've never seen that before. But not only that, it is genuinely hilarious. The characters are brilliant and uh, the performances are too. So yeah, Fleabag was by far my TV series of the year. Um, got some worthy mentions. Um, so film, Joker, of course, it was outstanding. The biggest problem I had with it was I couldn't believe that the, the version of Joker that was portrayed in that film could have become the mastermind of chaos um, that is shown in other versions of the Joker. Um, it, 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 that didn't seem to be possible. He was too much of a victim and there wasn't enough indication of him becoming some sort of controlling force. He was reacting to what was going on around him. So that was my only problem with that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, standard, brilliant, the Tarantino fair. Um, the Irishman was good, but my God, was it too long. Three and a half hours is just too much. Um, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, of course, you know, a great end to the, to the franchise. Incidentally, since we're doing worthy mentions, Disney produced 80% of the top box office hits this year, which is quite something. It's, cinema has genuinely been dominated by the big corporations at the moment. Worthy mentions for TV include Chernobyl, which was amazing. Um, Succession, of course, The Mandalorian, which is not yet available in the UK. I'm not going to start pirating it, but please, Disney, hurry up. Make it available elsewhere other than the USA. We want to watch it. Um, and The Boys, which was shocking, um, outstanding, and proved that there really is um, an 18-plus market for uh, superhero content. Uh, started with Deadpool, and The Boys definitely built on that. My top film for the decade is uh, Blade Runner 2049. I am a huge Blade Runner fan, and I know it's another sequel, but it is so good. Roger Deakins' work alone was outstanding. I seriously could have sat for hours just looking at his shots. It was the most beautifully realised dystopian world I've ever seen. Ryan Gosling was amazing, so was Dave Bautista. It was a shame he didn't have a longer role in the film. Sylvia Hoykes as well was outstanding villain as love. Um, and Jared Leto was sufficiently creeper as uh, Neander Wallace. Blade Runner 2049 was the perfect sequel to Ridley's Blade Runner. It carried the same emotional weight, the same level of intellectual questions about what defines humanity and the quest for it. 
top TV series of the decade um, for me was Orange is the New Black, not because it was my favourite, but because of what it achieved. Uh, it cemented Netflix as a serious contender, as a content producer, not just a platform for streaming others' IP. It was an early and major mo moment in the advancement of the streaming wars. Not only that, it was a female-led show that didn't pull its punches. It was gritty, raw, exciting, funny, heartbreaking and more. It was well-deserving of the whopping 156 nominations and 46 awards that it won. There are other TV shows that have gained more recognition, but that's my TV series of the decade for its groundbreaking content and for leading the charge against established media distribution. That's it for me and for 2019. I'm sure you may have your own opinions about the top film and the TV shows of the year of the decade. Please let me know in the comments. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again soon.